Church, I'm, I'm excited about this message today. It's June the 28th. That means we're halfway through the year. Can you believe that? We're halfway through the year. It's a year that I don't think any of us imagined we, we would see this year being what, it, what it's looked like. There's, I like to say there's been more twists in this year than on a 60s dance floor. And some of you know what I'm talking about, the twists on a 60s dance floor. This, this year is like nothing I can ever remember. I think when we look back in history, 2020, will, it, it'll just be a year uh, that, that we go, what the flip happened that year? But it will also be a year that ushered in something significant in the kingdom of God. Um, I say no, not many people saw this happening. Just recently, I was um, hanging out with my daughter, Gemma, and we were reflecting on dreams. And in our house the last couple of years, God's spoken to us with lots of prophetic dreams. And our pastor, Teresa, has really unpacked how that works for us. And she was just going, reading out to me her dreams. And one of her dreams, get this, November last year, she wrote down, uh, our church went into lockdown. November 2019, our church went into lockdown and she had all these components of lockdown and, and hidden secret rooms and me trying to get away from bad people and all that sort of stuff. But, but there you go. So someone dreamed that church was going into lockdown. It was Gemma. Good job, sweetie. Shout out for you. So here we are at the halfway mark. And, it, and it, last year, David McCracken prophesied over our church that it's a year of supernatural breakthrough. It's the theme for our church this year, that it's a year of supernatural breakthrough. And I want to remind you of that today. In fact, it's, the, it's my halfway message. It's the title of my message today, Supernatural Breakthrough. Uh, it might not feel like right now uh, anything's changed or anything's happening. It might feel like it's got worse. But I want, to, I want today for you and I to stir up our faith that it is indeed what God said. It's a year of supernatural breakthrough. I want you to say it after me, wherever you're watching this right now. Say, 2020 is my year of supernatural breakthrough. Maybe in the chat right now, you can just write this. 2020 equals supernatural breakthrough. If you're on Facebook watching, do, write that right now. 2020 is our year as a church of supernatural breakthrough. Now, here's the thing. Just because you're part of the church does not guarantee you're personally going to experience your own supernatural breakthrough. What it means is the promise, when God gives a promise to a church, everybody who's planted, that promise is a potential promise for you to lay hold of. You don't need a personal prophecy to say it's your year of supernatural breakthrough. When a promise like that comes to the church, it means it's automatically yours. You can reach up and take a hold of it, but we have to partner with God to actually see supernatural breakthrough come to pass. And this morning, I want to talk, last week I talked about the ingredients of a vision, this week, I want to talk about the ingredients of supernatural breakthrough. And to unpack that, I want us to look at one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. Uh, and we're going to discover the ingredients or a pattern for supernatural breakthrough. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 18. And it's the story of what I like to call the showdown of the prophet Elijah and the, uh, and the prophets of Baal. The prophet Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Uh, the, the background of this story is this, that the Israelites, God's people, the, the church, if you like, of the Old Testament, had turned away from worshipping the Lord under the king Ahab and his evil wife Jezebel. Uh, they'd become worshippers of Baal. They'd, for, they'd forsaken the God who'd blessed that nation. And in that moment, God sent a drought. Uh, because sometimes what happens when our hearts turn away from God, He allows circumstances to, to catch our attention so that we'll turn back to Him. 
You might be watching today, and if it's your first time, I want to say a big welcome to C3 Powerhouse Online, or maybe you've been watching for a while, or maybe you've been out, out of church for a while, and you're, you're tuning in today, and, and you might find yourself, and I feel like once there's someone watching this this morning, and you find yourself in, in it like a drought. It's like things have gone wrong and you, you don't understand why. And, and maybe, just maybe, this is God grabbing a hold of your attention because he wants you to turn your heart back to him. C.S. Lewis says this, that pain or crisis is God's megaphone. It's his way of getting our attention. And if, you, if you're falling away from God or if you're finding at this moment things just aren't right, maybe it's the time to go, hey, I need to turn my heart back to God. Maybe it's your turn to connect with God in a personal relationship. And I'd love to pray for you at the end of this service for that. Anyway, the nation's in a drought and they need a supernatural breakthrough. And God uses Elijah to lead the nation into supernatural breakthrough or a drought-breaking rain. And in your story, in your circumstances right now, I'm not sure exactly what the supernatural breakthrough is that you need. Maybe it's the salvation of a friend or a family member or a loved one or a neighbor who you've been praying for for ages. And that's, that's the breakthrough you need. Maybe it's, maybe it's your emotional well-being, your mental well-being. Maybe you're suffering from chronic anxiety or fear or depression. Maybe you've lost your confidence and you know you need a breakthrough to, to get that back. Maybe it's a, there's a drought in your finances or in your business or you're up against the wall and you need supernatural breakthrough. It might be to buy your, your first house and get out of the renting cycle to break the curse of poverty. Or maybe it's in your marriage. You need God to do something restoring to your, in your relationship. Maybe it's in your health or healing. You need something significant to happen that the doctors have written off that will never happen, but you need a supernatural breakthrough maybe it's in the area of ministry purpose and calling you're not seeing the fruitfulness you'd like and you'd need you need a breakthrough and in this moment elijah called king ahab to bring all of the prophets of baal and the prophets of asherah 450 prophets of baal 400 prophets of asherah and the king and the whole nation of israel to the top of mount carmel for a showdown 950 prophets against the prophet Elijah. I've been on the top of Mount Carmel. It's an, it's an amazing mountain on the, the edge of the valley of Jezreel, overlooking out over to the sea. And in this moment, I want you to imagine there's literally tens of thousands of people have come from all around Israel to find out whose God is God. It's a clash of the titans. It's a clash between darkness and light. It's like a David and Goliath moment, and they're all watching. And Elijah sets the terms of this showdown. He said, We're going to, you build an altar and I'll build an altar. We'll put wood on the altar. We'll cut up a bull and we'll get ready for the barbecue of all barbecues. I imagine it's like the MCG or the Suncorp Stadium filled with thousands and thousands of people watching this moment to see whose God is God. Now, there's only one catch with this trial. They can't light the fire themselves. The, the fire has to come from heaven. Now, this is, a, this is a perfect setup for Baal because Baal is the god of lightning and rain. And the fact that there's a drought is already making people question Baal's legitimacy as their god of the nation. The fact that he's the god of lightning means he should be able to send lightning to start a fire. And there's a showdown. And I believe in your life and in my life and in the church's life, there's often moments or seasons of showdown, of spiritual opposition. 
And it might feel like in your showdown, your, your tension, your contention for a miracle, the, the discouragement, the pressure that you face, it might feel like no one's watching. It might feel like you're all alone. But I want to tell you, the Bible tells us in Hebrews that there is a great cloud of witnesses who are watching your race and my race. They're cheering for you. And Jesus is standing with you, knowing you can get through and see your breakthrough. And I want us to watch in this moment, the ingredients, the pattern that Elijah leads the, the children of Israel through in this moment. It's a, the steps to supernatural breakthrough. I want to watch what happens. In 1 Kings 18 verse 25, Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourself, prepare it first, for your many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. That's verse 25. The devil gets to go first so often. He goes, you go first. You have a shot. I want us to know so often in the journey to a supernatural breakthrough, uh, their opposition precedes breakthrough. Opposition. I'm going to look at seven things that precede breakthrough. Opposition is one. If you're finding that, that things get worse, that it's tough, that there's contention, it's a fairly good sign that, you, that you're on the right track to breakthrough. I remember when we first started our business uh, years and years ago, I had all these promises from God. God had spoken to me that it was going to be successful. But as I started out and I was learning how to run a business, instead of being successful, really losing thousands of dollars every month and it caused stress and anxiety and pressure and it caused me to go to God to discover some keys for supernatural breakthrough I had opposition so often God says devil you go first and I'm going to come up over the top of you I want to encourage someone today who's just finding it tough someone someone today who, who you're just it's like oh there's a yuck feeling there's a heaviness around me I can't seem to see a way through this it's overwhelming me don't worry the first step to a breakthrough is opposition and you're already on your way. The second thing that happens, Elijah in verse 30 said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him. But these guys had their time all day, no fire. They cut themselves. They put on a show. They made a whole lot of noise like the devil does. He often makes a whole lot of noise in a big show, but nothing happened, no fire. So it's now Elijah's turn. He says, come near to me. And all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, it says in verse 30. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. I love this. He repaired the altar. Worship precedes breakthrough. Worship, that the altar in the Old Testament uh, speaks of worship and sacrifice. When they'd come to an altar, it was a place where they'd worship God and they'd, they'd bring offerings and sacrifice to the Lord. And I wonder for, for someone today that maybe your battle for breakthrough has, has, has worn you down. Maybe you've, you've just discouraged and heavy and you're a little bit under it and, and you've, you've found in getting under it, it's just easy just to, just to survive. It's easy to just tap out a little bit. And today the Lord is calling you to repair the altar, to repair worship, repair the altar of worship in your life. Maybe you used to worship passionately in church and we haven't been together for so long and so the, the fire's gone out a little bit of, of passion. Maybe, maybe you used to rise up early and seek God and wait on God, but, but you've, you've, just, you've kind of gone into neutral zone for a moment and that passion to seek God, that, that altar, that personal altar of, of worship and prayer is gone. Maybe your house used to be filled with worship and praise, but maybe discouragement or, or disappointment 
disappointment has just caught you off guard and you've just drifted away from worship being your number one thing. Can I encourage you today that worship precedes breakthrough? We don't worship God after a breakthrough. We, we'll, we'll give Him praise after breakthroughs. But the power of the ingredients of breakthrough is that I start to worship God, not because He breaks through, but just because He deserves it, because He loves me, because of who He is. And I begin to repair the altar and bring worship to Jesus, I take my eyes off the problem. I take my eyes off, the, off my issues. And like the psalmist says, I look to the hills from where my help comes from. I look to God and I worship Him. Worship precedes breakthrough. The next thing that happened in verse 33, He put the wood on, on order, uh, cut the bull in pieces and uh, put the wood in order, not on order. He could have ordered it from the fire online. No, He put it in order. He cut the bull in pieces and he laid it on the, wool, on the wood. And he said, fill four water pots with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, do it a second time. They did it a second time. And then he said, do it a third time. They did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar and there was a trench around the bottom of the altar and it filled the trench with water. What you've got to understand is they're in a drought. Water is scarce. The very thing they need, and it has, there's no signs of rain. It's a blue, blue sky. There's no signs of coming rain. Uh, there's no indications. The, the weather forecast for months is dry, 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 and dusty. So there's no, there's no reason that in this moment they should be pouring water out. They should be conserving water. They should be holding on to water. They should be restricting water use. But Elijah gets up there with faith and boldness inside of him. He says, guys, let's get four pitchers of water, four water pots. Maybe they were about 20 liters each. Let's, let's pour out 80 liters over the sacrifice, the wood, the stone, the ox running all the way down. And let's do it not just once. Let's not just give a sacrifice once. Let's do it twice let's not just do it twice let's do it three times let's make this impossible just just if i pull a spark out of the the back of my pocket and i light this fire let's be really clear i'm not setting up a miracle this thing's saturated the only way it's going to burn is if something strikes from heaven that's incredibly hot i want us to know in this moment that that pouring out of water is the third uh ingredient or step towards breakthrough it's sacrifice Sacrifice precedes breakthrough. Sacrifice is a statement of faith to say, God, I, 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 don't, I don't have everything I need, but I'm going to give you something in this moment. This is a, a season for our church where many, uh, well, hundreds of people are involved in our Vision Builders program. I want to thank you so much for your generosity. I know many of you, there's a sacrifice moment. And it's not just a one-off sacrifice moment. You've gone again. Some of you for a third time and you're sacrificing and you're stretching. But I want to encourage you that, that is the, that's the way the kingdom of God works. God requires sacrifice. It's a step of faith. And in that sacrifice, Paul said about the church in Corinth, they gave in their poverty. They gave out of their lack. There was sacrifice. In that moment comes breakthrough. I heard a story uh, just this last week of a couple in our church, a family in our church. And, and the man was sharing his story that when they uh, came early days to this church a few years ago, they were in $150,000 personal debt. It was dominating their world. The pressure of it was crippling. And they began to get some counsel from great wise people in our church. They began to look at what they could do to eliminate the dead and do all of the wise stewardship things. They made sure they were tithing. 
But what blew me away is they made the decision in the middle of this, this personal crisis of debt to give into the vision builders of our church. They gave uh, over $7,000 in the last 12 months. And I watched as this man and his wife shared their story of, of God just faithfully coming through time and time again, sometimes at the very last moment. And other times, uh, just with unlimited work or, or provision to the point where right now, as, as he shared, they were, they were gone from $150,000 of credit card and personal debt down to, to only owing $6,000 to go. Mind-blowing. Sacrifice precedes breakthrough. I want you to know uh, today that we're believing with every person who's sacrificing and believing for a breakthrough in your finances or every other area of your life. Know that this is one of the ways that God brings it. The fourth thing that happens, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. It consumed it all. It licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. They said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Make no mistake about it. Fire fell from heaven. God demonstrated in this showdown who was God. Now, what I want us to understand is the fire from heaven and the, and the sacrifice moment, it wasn't actually the, break, the drought breakthrough that they needed. It wasn't yet the supernatural breakthrough that the, that the nation needed. Rain hadn't come and the sky hadn't changed. But they'd had an encounter with God. They'd had fire come from heaven. And the, that's the fourth point that I want us to know in terms of your breakthrough journey is encounters. Precede breakthrough. Encounters. It happened in the New Testament. Fire came from heaven in the, in the day of Pentecost. And the fire, uh, the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that encounter with God, that, wasn't, that, that led to the breakthrough. The breakthrough came when Peter stood up and preached and 3,000 men got saved in a moment. That was, that was the breakthrough and the birthing of the church. But what preceded the breakthrough was fire coming from heaven, an encounter with God. My prayer for you in this season is that you will have an encounter with God, that you'll have fresh encounters. You'll discover new aspects of who our Father in heaven is. You'll discover visions and, and realities of Jesus Christ himself and experiences with the Holy Spirit. I can't wait. One of the things we're going to do in the month of July, we'd already preset for three days of three seven day periods of prayer and fasting in our church. So the very first thing we're going to do on site on the Sunshine Coast when we can meet is we're going to start by praying. On the 12th of July, we're going to begin our seven days of prayer and fasting so that we're praying and fasting up until the days we return on site here. And again, not sure what's happening in Melbourne, but we're, going to, we're coming back to pray on site. And at 6.30 in the morning, we'll be praying on site and we'll be praying on Instagram Live. So wherever you can do one or, uh, one or both. We'll be joining together to pray together. And my prayer is in that moment, we're, we're digging a well. We're, we're, we're pressing in to have fresh encounters with God. We don't just want supernatural breakthrough for the sake of breakthrough. We want fresh encounters with God. One of my heroes of the, the last, decade, last century was a man called Oral Roberts. And he was a pastor and he was pastoring and he began to be stirred by God to be used in healing. And, and he just had this passion that there was something more, there was something greater. And he tells the story that he just ended up getting so desperate, he said to his wife, okay, he said, I'm not going to be coming to mealtimes anymore until I have the encounter that I need. 
And he would go and he would fast and he said he'd get on his knees and he'd read through the Gospels. He'd just read about Jesus on his knees, fasting. He'd lock himself in a cupboard and he did it for days and days. And there was this desperation. I'm going to have an encounter with God that changes me. And he did. After a few days, it's just like it came alive to him. He could see Jesus. He felt God's power on him. And it was a transition moment from living life one way into another way where God used him mightily globally to release the power of God in healing for a new generation. He built universities, churches, TV, all sorts of different things. But it happened not because he had a promise and it just came to pass. He got desperate. He got on his knees. He, he looked for fire and revelation. An encounter precedes breakthrough. I can't wait on the 12th of July. We've got David McCracken's going to be preaching to us via video, our last video-only service before we come back on site. I'm looking forward to hearing the prophet preach to us a message from God in, in again, the middle of our year of supernatural breakthrough. Number five, and I'm doing so well here. Let's keep going. Uh, uh, verse 41, then, then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. I, I, I'm trying to hold myself from breaking back out from a song that I used to sing. Get thee up, eat and drink, there's a sound of abundance of rain. Okay, that's it. I promise no more. There's a sound. What, what's the sound of abundance of rain? What, what's that all about? The sky is cloudless. There's hundreds of thousands of people who have just watched fire fall from heaven. They've fallen down and they've worshipped God. They'd have a, they've had an encounter from God. There's no rain yet. There's none on the horizon. But Elijah says, get going, Ahab. I've got the sound of rain on the inside. I've got the sound. That, that's faith. Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is something you get on the inside. It's a sound you get on the inside. Breakthrough is coming. When you have an encounter with God, the next thing that happens is this sound gets there. It's faith. It's like, oh man, it's coming. I can feel it. The great thing about that is after that encounter, as faith gets into your heart, there's, there's a shift. The atmosphere changes. You, you get lighter. You, 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 it's, like, it's as if the breakthrough's already happened because it's now on the inside of you. It's faith for the breakthrough. Faith precedes breakthrough. A sound, a vision, a picture. It's concrete, but it's on the inside. Number six, Ahab went up, verse 42, to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. And he bowed down on the ground, and he put his face between his knees. Okay, watch this. This is important. You see, he's got the sound of faith. Got the sound of faith already in his heart. He's had an encounter. There's been fire from heaven. But he doesn't go, all right, off the mountain we go, because I've, I've got faith. I know it's going to happen. He doesn't. Bible says he gets on in this position of faith and he puts his head between his knees and he locks in to prayer. He locks into a posture of prayer. He locks into the position of prayer. He locks in and, uh, and the Bible says he sends his servant seven times to go and see, is it, is, can you see the rain yet? Is it coming yet? And he doesn't, go, he doesn't go himself. He sends his servant. In the New Testament, Jesus refers to our servant as, as faith. He sends faith to go and have a look. 
And when there's no response, he doesn't get disheartened because he hasn't moved from the posture of prayer. He's locked in. He's got the sound on the inside, but he's going to pray this thing through. He's going to just stay in that place. He's going to keep the faith. Servant, go and look. Not yet. Okay, I'm not discouraged. I've got the sound, but I'm not going to move from the posture until it happens. I'm going to pray it through. I'm going to fast it through. I'm going to, I'm going to declare it through. I love it in, in James chapter 5 that tells us that Elijah was a man just like us. It tells us that the effective prayers of a righteous man avail much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain, it didn't. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Fervency, passion, it's the ingredient of supernatural breakthrough. Not just, well, I'm in this church, it's awesome, therefore it will happen. No, I've got to adopt the position of prayer myself, the posture. And he did it, he locked in. The number seven is the number of perfection or completion in the Bible. and So it tells us that he prayed until, until his prayer was fulfilled, until the Kairos moment had come, until God answered. I remember being in Korea at a Dr. Yongi Cho conference and, and getting in the, the, my hotel room. And I often love to travel because I can pray in a hotel room. And as I was praying, I was praying for my business to get a, its own premises, and we hadn't had one for 20 years. And I just, I know that in that prayer, in that place of prayer in that hotel room, uh, we had something on the go, and I know I prayed it through in that moment. So often I can, I can link when a breakthrough happens back to moments of the posture of prayer. Prayer precedes breakthrough. Has your fervency? Would, would someone describe your prayer as fervent, front-footed, passionate? Or is it, oh, if it's your will, wouldn't it be nice if you did? It's the fervent, effectual prayer. Elijah showed us how to do it. The last thing, uh, uh, point number seven, as we go here, verse 44, it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. Just a cloud. It's not a big cloud. It's not a dark cloud. It's not a rain cloud. It's not a cumulus cloud or whatever they are. It's just a cloud. It's just, a, it's just this small. But it was a sign. It was just a sign. Elijah saw the sign of breakthrough. And, he, and he, the Bible says he got up and said, Ahab, get out of here before you get bogged. There's going to be so much rain coming. It was the turning point. He called it. He sensed it. He saw it. And so often a sign precedes breakthrough. Now, interestingly, we can think it's a sign, but it might not be a sign. And often it's only in hindsight that we look back and go, that was the moment it turned. I'd like to think, I'd like to believe that that when we look back on 2020 and we're, we're fulfilling a, a, a process of renov renovating for revival here at Three Premier Circuit on the Sunshine Coast out of obedience to a promise from God, that we'd renovate for revival. This last week, our shade cloth went up. I'll get us to put a photo of it up right now so you can see what it looks like outside our building. You're like, whoa, it's just a shade cloth. It took 15 months, all sorts of opposition. It was demonic, the opposition. It was crazy. And when I heard and when I saw that shade cloth going up, in my heart, I'm like, it's the little cloud. It's the sign of revival. Now, when we look back in hindsight, I'll, we'll know, was that, the, was that the cloud or not? But for me, I'm like, on the inside, that's it. Because it's not about the shade cloth. It'll be nice. It'll be helpful. 
It's about revival that's coming to our church. It's about a move of God that's being stirred up in the atmosphere. That's what gets me excited about this. Danielle and I, we went on a, a significant journey to build a to buy a house that I've talked about numerous times. It was a miracle house for us. It was a supernatural breakthrough. And one day as we, we went out, we were deeply discouraged because all, of, all we had was opposition. And as we went out on a, a little jet ski that we had for this day, we're just like, Lord, we need a sign. Would you, would you just encourage us today with a sign? And uh, we love dolphins, and particularly Danielle loves dolphins. She said, would you let us see a dolphin? As we went out off Bribey Island, a little island off the, the Sunshine Coast, we went out in this jet ski and then suddenly there was this pod of dolphins. There must have been 20 of them. And for about 10 minutes, they just hovered around our jet ski. They went under, they went round, they, they just, they were like our little pets for 10 minutes. It was our sign, it was just a simple little sign that God's with us. And we use this expression for us now, that's just for us, the dolphins never lie. I've actually had it happen on another occasion like that when we tried to buy a different property. The dolphins never lie. Just a simple thing that God shows a sign to me. I love Psalms says this, Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. Psalm 86 verse 17. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. It's okay to ask God for a sign. Faith, faith doesn't need signs, but, but so often signs are part of just God saying, I'm with you. Stay faithful. Stay focused. Keep believing your supernatural breakthrough is coming. I want to pray for us together right now, church. Seven steps, seven ingredients that precede breakthrough. Father, you know the cry, the desires, the, the needs of every person watching and listening right now. And I'm asking that you'd stir us up. I'm asking that you would encourage us. Holy Spirit, you'd bring to remembrance visions and pictures. You'd help us take our authority to overcome the opposition. You'd help us to repair the altar, a place of worship. You'd help us to boldly sacrifice. You'd help us to seek you for encounters. It'd help us get the sound of breakthrough on the inside, faith. That we'd take the posture of prayer and pray it through. That you just give signs. That you're with us. Signs of your kindness, signs of your goodness. Lord, it is the year of supernatural breakthrough for C3 Powerhouse. And we're grateful for it. testimony after testimony after testimony of your goodness and power. We're grateful.